0: Baby, back. do you want to take a guess? 1975,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, yes. yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, I mean, God knows what song name <laughs> it's
0: uh, if you're too
1: shy, if you're too shy,
0: man, this song is like a banger. I love it.
1: I love seeing you like navigate the podcast equipment again, you know, yeah, yeah, it's good, man. It's,
0: <laughs> it's been sort of collecting dust in a drawer <laughs> for, for how long we've actually been doing
1: this. My hands would be shaking right now. <laughs>
0: Um, this is 50. This is
1: episode 50. Episode 50. We're back.
0: I have to admit, <laughs> this is what pisses me off. We, oh, I should probably turn this off. <laughs> we, uh, we, <laughs> this is, this is my doing. Yeah. We took a break at episode 49. I know. Like OCD wise, that pisses me off.
1: Every kid in us is like cringing. Yeah. Like just, like do the volume can never be 49. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. When I saw, cause, um, Basically, guys, I've been getting some um, sort of DMs saying where's the podcast, and yeah. I was surprised to see that this many people listened yeah. or, or missed it. And so I went on the the website. I'm like, oh my god, we friggin' stopped at 49. Yeah. Like, oh, that annoys the hell out of me. Um, and to think what 49 was. Right, I listened to it back. What uh, we had no idea, <laughs> no what, idea what our life was about <laughs> to become. You know, I
1: think it was like. So context wise, it's like June, and I think the last episode was like somewhere in February or something. Oh my god. And it was like it was like Kobe Bryant was two episodes away uh, ago. Like that's when I thought, like, man, the world kind of sucks. Oh, in the forest fires. In the forest fires. That yeah. was like level two. Level one and two. Oh my god. Of this world. And we are thoroughly in level six. Yeah. <laughs> we We're like
0: peaking right now, I hope, man. This is ridiculous. So we are Bringing this podcast back, both both because you guys have asked for it. I've missed it dearly. Mm-hmm. You've missed it. Um, I guess the explanation, it, it, guys, it was my fault that this thing sort of took a hiatus. And I think that was because... Mm, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> you know? Well, go in. I think, for me at least, it was... I was all over the place for the past probably year and a half. Um, We may have talked about it briefly on the podcast. I was all over the place. I was spitballing as to what worked. I I was confused about how I should feel about certain things. Um, I was trying to do a lot on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I was sort of getting stressed with YouTube. I was uh, all over the place. And so I was like, I'm going to do two videos a week Mm -hmm. because that's what I was doing. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do three videos a week. And it got to the point where fitting in a podcast to give more content and energy was sucking away from what I thought was helping me by doing all these uploads. Uh, and so I had to keep pushing Like, Hey, can we record next? Can we record next week? And it got to the point where I'm like, I just, I have to figure something out. Yeah. And so now I've got it. have got it down to a plan where I do one bigger video a week. The second half of my week is things I love to do. Nice. Uh, resin art pieces that I'm selling. Um, the podcast again. So That's at least awesome. now I've got room, right? It's, it was just about time management and balancing what I had going on in my life. It, the past year and a half for me has been a hard one. It's been all over the place. And so now I'm back at a place where it's like, damn, nice, man.
1: I've heard this. I think we've talked about it before uh, where there's like a creative strategy of uh, one for me, one for you, where it's like one video that, you know, the audience loves, right? Mm-hmm. And then one video that, you know, you love to do right or like you like to experiment with right um i think it's a good strategy you know it's like a and i think that's what's maybe happening now it's like one big video that you know is going to uh, that the audience really wants and then one that really makes you feel good about doing whatever it is whether it's resin guns which is amazing we need to talk yeah, about yeah. this yeah yeah <laughs> we have to talk yeah we about do this. have to talk about it cuz that sounds like <laughs> i'm i losing my mind yeah, yeah, yeah yeah resin <laughs> guns <laughs>
0: Um, uh, it, it's a good technique. It, it is true. Like I've been working with a uh professional time management coach. And mm-hmm. I've been doing same uh, person. Same person. Nice. Yeah. I've been working with her for quite a while, maybe about a year. She's amazing. Her name's Tara. Um, if any of you guys need time management help, she's unbelievable. Um, you could find her on my Instagram. I think it's it's just search Tara T A R R A. Okay. Um that's what I've been using. And so basically I've been trying exactly that. We got to the point where it's like, okay, Dan, you have to keep doing what your audience wants and you have to do it because that brings in the money, brand mm. deals. Um, and it got to the point where I'm like, but I'm so out of love with these things. Mm. So I was all over the place trying to figure it out until recently that I'm like, I wanted to make this designer oil barrel that Which, you just saw.
1: Yeah. And like seeing it in person. I think it's better in person Ooh, than on the photos. I
0: like, it. don't come to my house, guys. Like, take his word for it. But <laughs> no, it, it, it was something that came up and I'm like, you know, and this is attached to what we're going to talk about. But being in quarantine, I was kind of bored. So this came up. Yeah. And I'm like, I might as well film it. And I did. And then I was like, wow, I felt so fulfilled from doing, filming something I was going to make anyway.
1: Ah, oh, that's awesome. And man. so that's what's really spun it around for me. And did it actually work in getting you to like doing video. Not not that I think you didn't like it, but you have like a new, like a, a renewed kind of um, excitement about videos.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, nice. absolutely. I think anytime you fall in love with something, you have to look at, okay, what in your life has changed mm. situationally? Did you move to a different house? Did you get new friends? There's a lot of things before blaming yourself that you could kind of see, okay, this change happened, so you can expect a reaction from that. Yeah. Um, luckily for me, the reaction from everyone's lives being changed because of COVID, uh, has been creativity mm. and I've been loving it. I've been riding that wave, but, um, yeah, it's been fun. And then and then the resin gun pieces I've been doing, that was another thing I've thought for years. Wow, I want to do this, you know? And, and now I finally know how the only downside is like, I'm doing it in my kitchen. Cause I don't have a shop anymore where we used to record. And, um, I don't know. It's
1: so jokes that you have like gun molds bro like it's like this guy really thinks it's the end of the world you know (laughs) it's funny okay so
0: actually right to your left there's a there's a black one right
1: uh oh yeah it looks real actual glock
0: it looks no it's not a real gun so wait you made that i made that wow
1: that's great okay so
0: let me explain this for those of you don't know i had this idea for years to make a uh, a clear gun with flowers on the inside Mm -hmm. because there's a massive contrast there there's Uh, the piece that is represented by the flowers. And then there's the the symbolic image of a gun, right? That, that can destroy and break down. So having them like contrast each other is art on its own. And I thought this would be a beautiful piece. Mm. So I made it and I made a six part series, weapons of mass creation, where instead of destroying, it was a a series that was meant to encourage people to try to build or create or spread Mm -hmm. positivity. And I've just been having fun exploring different ones. I've been selling them. Yeah. Two nights ago, I got a. Well, I got this the world's blackest black paint, and I, ah. I thought, you know what, I'm going to make a, a, a black one that has wings on it. So that's not done. Um, and when it came out, I'm like, oh my god, this looks like a real, real oh, like it looks like
1: <laughs> metallically real. <laughs> so
0: here's what I, I do. I call it my burglar gun. So I keep it beside. <laughs> actually, maybe we should test this out again. Yeah. So basically, it's I keep it beside my bed. Yeah. And in case someone breaks in, what I do and this has never happened, but I'm going to grab it and like shake my hand as if I'm nervous so they yeah, think yeah, this yeah. guy is unpredictable. He might shoot, <laughs> But really, it's all made of resin. Like, I would never own a gun personally. <laughs> it's, 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 it's per- that is so
1: funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good technique, though, go eh? Yeah, it's a good technique. And I'd hate to be the burglar on the other side. Like, nervous as shit, yeah, but yeah. it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Falling for it? It's like, it's like not even
0: a, I don't know, a quarter <laughs> of a pound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this guy's crazy. Who knows? Damn. It, it's funny because like you're coming into my world now where I feel like you're, you're kind of looking at it like, wow, Dan sort of lost it. I'm like, hey, yeah. Amar, my house. look at the resin guns. I look at this oil drum. You know? <laughs>
1: and I'm an understanding person. <laughs> yeah. um, it,
0: things have changed. Yeah. Things have changed a lot. So but
1: That's kind of what I wanted you to get to. Because uh, I know you started this whole thing of like, I blame myself. Uh, but then halfway through, you're like, um, you know, I don't think it's right to blame myself. And I think that's that's what I wanted you to really get to is like, I don't think taking a break from a podcast for a few months is really should be blamed on anyone. I think, Mm. you know, um, we've always kind of agreed that it's like, you know, we preach about mental health first, um, you know, get your mind right first, things like that. Um, And it would be unfair to you to do something if, if you're like, you know, uh, just clustered in your own head about where is right, what's the right direction. uh, You know, uh, I'm glad we're back here now. And I think, you know, uh, we're going to write it out for a long time. So
0: Yeah, well, it's a good point. I think, um, th- first off, we started this podcast to be a positive, um, relatively therapeutic thing for people to listen to and understand and maybe look at the world in yeah. a different light. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm already somebody that uh, wears my emotion on my sleeve. It's pretty apparent when I'm having a bad day or I'm mm-hmm. going through something. So... For me to deal with career stress um, and then go on a podcast and and act like I know everything, it kind of got to the point where I'm like, okay, I got to figure my stuff out in order. It's kind of like you have to practice what you preach. hundred percent. But like, look, this COVID, which we'll get into right now, actually, we are now living in current pandemic. It's not over yet. Uh, For those of you that are wondering, yes, Amar is six feet from me. And yes, he brought his own <laughs> foam that goes over the mic.
1: Yeah. It's so funny. I had to like, <laughs> cause he's like,
0: Hey, I brought my own foam. And I'm like, yeah, what, what does that mean? He's like, for, for like the mic, the mic cover. I'm like, Oh, it's genius, man.
1: I was in my head a little there. Cause I was like, I'm really removing another guy's, another dude's foam and putting my own <laughs> foam on, on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the whole thing happen in silence.
0: <laughs> it was an interesting thing, but this is, yeah. this is what we have to live with, man. This is it. Let me tell you. Okay. I, Let's go back to when this first happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked on the phone for a bit when it first happened uh, about everything and about this podcast. Yeah. Um, People have, people have handled this in a very interesting way. Mm -hmm. And I went on Instagram and I talked about this. The people that you or that I found to be the most, level-headed and calm, when they were in a nine-to-five job, Yeah, were the first to start freaking out and going like, the world is ending, have you seen this? (laughs) And I'm like, guys, like, this goes for anybody out there listening. When there's an issue, Mm. fueling more fear-mongering is not going to ease the issue. 100%. Finding solutions or ways to deal with or cope is going to make it easier. But to go on there and say, this amount of people are expected to die, like, That's, that is a mechanism that people do because they want to feel other people that are with them. You know, like, I'm I'm so scared and I want to spread this so you feel scared too, so I'm not alone. Yeah. So I saw that happening at first
1: and then... I hated that, man. It was like, one in 10 people are expected to get coronavirus. Look around. around, (laughs) One in 10. (laughs) Pick who it's going to (laughs) be. It
0: was... First, I've never lived... None of us have lived through that, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, My first thought was, what are we going to do for food? Mm. Um, I wrote it out for a while. I do want to point something out, and this is a quick side note. Toilet paper, I managed to last up until two weeks ago. Oh, snap. On on toilet paper. Well done. Yeah.
1: Also, I want to point out that you've become apparently a better cook completely. Have I? Yeah, that's what you've said. Have and I, I see you cooking more. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't mean like, to leave you hanging there. Like, I don't know. Before, you... <laughs> i don't know what you used to cook but yeah well before i heard it was bland from
0: you it was bland now you kind of have to get creative because Mm. there's no listen the summer for me i i become i'm a caterpillar all year and i become a butterfly in the summer wow
1: yeah what a beautiful metaphor yeah yeah i'm like the (laughs) exact opposite really (laughs) yeah you go introverted yeah kind of i don't know um winter is my time you know fall winter whoo what that the is hell? Yeah, yeah. who says that? Who has winter as their time? I don't know,
0: man. It just is <laughs> what it is. Like, what is it? What's it about? What is it about winter?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. You got options. You know, you want to be cold, you could be cold. You want to go <laughs> chill somewhere hot, you can go somewhere hot. Like
0: that is the worst explanation. I'm sorry. You want to be cold, you can be cold. Like who
1: travels in summer? You know, you, do you travel in summer?
0: Uh, I think what it is is I enjoy the city and their
1: activities. Yeah, I love the city. You know, but. Sometimes you also want to travel, and you could do that in the winter. Okay, you have options. Yeah, you know, you could go snowboard. Uh, You could have, yeah, you have options. Interesting.
0: Okay. Uh, well, yeah, the summer (laughs) is summer is my my time because I usually go to concerts. I have a lot of people over. We have drinks. I go to bars, restaurants, and it kind of got to the point where, with all of that removed, Uh all of it, I was supposed to see the nineteen seventy five, and when that was canceled, um. I don't know. I had to rearrange my plans or expectations for the summer.
1: How, how bad did you, cause as like every, I think every week that I know you, I get to know more about how much you love 1975. It's yeah. It, uh, so, you know, go into negativity for like a second. How bad was that? I'm sorry. So here's the thing.
0: I, back when I first started my F45 journey, and if you were somebody that is listening to our podcast, we've talked about it cause I've yeah. been eating meat on the podcast <laughs> Um, I, I used May 21st, which was the day that 975 is supposed to play here in Toronto. Mm. I used that day as a a goal setting marker of, okay, I want to be in the best shape for that day. I want to be summer ready for that day. Everything was resting on that day, not because of 1975, but just because it was like the start of summer. Yeah. i a summer marker. Yeah. Um, so I got in like the best shape of my life. And then F45 obviously had to shut down Uh because of COVID. Um, and then they released their new album and I'm like, this is so sick, please. Like it's still two months away, please. It's gonna, it's gonna go. And then they canceled it. And I was totally bummed out because I waited so long to see them and, and it represented a lot in my head to be at that show. Yeah. Um, I understand why they had to cancel it, but uh, totally bummed out. That would have been the best show of the year for me. I was It was opening night at, this, at the concert venue. Damn. And so so I'm like, I'm partnered with them in, in some way. So there's going to be a big party. Like, Ugh. it was just supposed to be the best night, right? Let alone, okay, the week before, I was supposed to be at a box for the Lakers versus Toronto Raptors game. Wow, wow. And that same week was the Blue Jays home opener. And all of that got canceled. So just like everybody else... Um, I had things in my life that were affected. Mm-hmm. Yes. That sounds like, Oh, what was me? Like, Oh, you didn't get through to a basketball game. Like there's obviously worse cases. Obviously, Relax. Sure. I'm not, I'm not judging you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, so it was a big bummer yeah. for me. I think uh, like most, and I'll ask you too, but like when it first started, I fell for the, the fear mongering. I was nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't last long. Uh, what happened was I'm already somebody that lives with anxiety. I've, I've lived through nine pandemics in my head (laughs) like the walk in the park. (laughs) Yeah. If someone sneezes outside, I'm just like, Oh my God, I got (laughs) to hold my breath now for 10 (laughs) seconds as I pass. And then there's like a backdraft. I got to hold that. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't panic because in my head, when things that are fearful come up, I've learned techniques on how to look at it and understand it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, all all
1: the air quote weirdos are, Friggin' geniuses during the pandemic, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, they yeah. got this shit. Like, I don't know. Remember Howie Mandel? You know, everyone used to laugh at this guy for being like such a like a oh a hot, super. I don't know what the thing is, but it's like
0: um um he's like he's like scared, germaphobe
1: germaphobe yeah right. He's not gonna shake hands with anyone. This guy is the sickest person in the world. Like, he's not sickest, but yeah. I was like, what a poor choice. <laughs> I have to cough. I I don't know what to do. I'm I'm and okay, i'm like sweating because i took a hot shower because i was like i'm gonna just oh my god i have to cough turn oh your no. head turn your head and
0: hey, coughing your shirt cough man otherwise you're gonna be like hey I-. i'm not gonna cough you have to cough cough. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten how much do you think you got
1: corona Zero.
0: No, no, Go. <clears throat> oh that was a juicy one
1: mm-hmm. i held it in <clears throat>
0: no come on one to ten how, how, how much do you think you got corona hit me
1: Thing is, like, right now, I'm like, I just coughed and I'm sweating.
0: What, is, what have you been doing and,
1: and And I'm just sweating because I took a hot, like, a really hot shower. Because I was like, you know what? I'm going to see people today. So, I just... So, so, that's not a fever. <laughs> that's not a fever. Are you swear. sure? You're, you're <laughs> getting a little nervous so here, much. man.
0: <laughs> I swear to God, guys, if I get corona in the yeah, next yeah. two weeks, it's your
1: fault. This is the thing. This is the thing about COVID, which I love. That, like, I hope now people have more trust in others. But every time you think you're out doing everyone else in how hygienic you are you bring in your groceries mm. like we are washing all our things with soap and like all our fruits and vegetables with soap even though that's giving me i think diarrhea not tmi but <laughs> do not wash your vegetables wow, with soap i didn't expect that to happen i i learned this that you can't soap your vegetables because soap is like super bad even like trace anyways whatever um well, to
0: in, to ingest
1: it yeah like, like like so what we do is we bring in the vegetables. And like wash it with soap and water, right? And then we rinse it off thoroughly. But it still like is bad for you to do that. So don't do not do that.
0: Okay. Um, Vegetable lessons
1: with Amar. <laughs> Hit it. Um, yeah, man. So uh, on, on my side, I've been good. Yeah, like, like like you said, I think the people that are in their heads all the time have done so well, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. though I thought I'm an extrovert, and I, I still know I'm an extrovert, I think. Being in my head, um, all these years, and just like you know, um, just being kind of like bored by myself, wh- it has been such a blessing mm-hmm. because it's just like you get to be creative, you get to think about different shit, you get to just be your own person, you know? Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but well, have you have you been more creative? I think so. I think the whole world has just been more creative. I think we spend. Before this, we spent every minute of our life like not bored. Like, even if we're walking to mm. the washroom, we're on our phone because we just cannot be bored for that one minute. Um, I'd imagine like the only time that you are actually bored are probably in the shower. And that's where. But you're even
0: doing a task. I know what you're saying. And yeah. that's true. That's true. We lived in a world before this of complete stimulation at all times, that boredom was almost something that was unbearable. Yeah. I know if people are sitting waiting for a bus or they're at the doctor's office, uh, the phone is always the first thing to come out. Awkward moments are now being deterred
1: by cell phones. Yeah. So, yeah, I I get what you're saying. And in those boring times, I think like when we were kids and not to say this new generation doesn't have that time, I think they do. Like when we were kids, those boring times is when we thought of really cool things. Like that's when as kids we were in our heads like crafting stories of spaceships and and astronauts and this and that. Like we were super creative in our heads when we were bored. So I think uh, what I like about COVID is kind of like it's a forced boredom. You know, it's um there you can't fill all your time at home with with just stimulation of things.
0: It makes sense. I look at um, creativity wise, what's developed for me and it's been art and it's been a fill of a fill of boredom because I have taken it on to be like, okay, I'm I'm now on the, f- on the front line, not not realistically on the front mm-hmm. lines, but of people's entertainment. Mm-hmm. A lot more people are going to be consuming my content, so I got to make sure it's entertaining and I got to be entertaining. So what was that? Oh, I think it was Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to ensure that I, I'm still pumping out fun stuff. So that's been keeping me busy. Yeah. People in general, I've I've learned over this pandemic have been, so unstable and unpredictable rightfully so i don't hold it against them at all but it's just it is sort of that was the only sort of scary moment i went to the grocery store when this all first started happening and i was cashing out and i I was next and the cashier just just lost it She, she got left her till throws her arms up she's like why are you guys even here shopping if there's no like fucking food on the shelf damn you know And she storms off and I'm like, oh my God, that gave me a bit of anxiety because I saw a sort of stability start to collapse. Um, I then got in the elevator a few weeks later and this is when Toronto implemented only three people allowed Mm. at a time. So the elevator comes and there's this woman with her two daughters in there. And I was like, okay, I'll wait for the next one. She kind of like shimmies her daughters into one corner of the elevator with her arms and she's like almost like guarding Mm -hmm. them. And she gets in and she goes, "No, no, no, you can come in. So to lighten the mood, I was like, ha ha, like, I guess you guys count as one. <laughs> right. And so I get in there, door closes. So now I'm trapped. Okay. I can't go anywhere. So I'm already laughing at like lightening the mood during these times. Well, I had to, man, I hate, <laughs> listen, I hate, I, have, you have to, I yeah. hate awkward moments. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, make me say something, man. So I get in, the door closes. It's not like I've got an option to leave now. And she yeah. goes, no, no, no. If you come in, you could stand in that corner. And I'm like, I'm already in the corner. So I'm like, how much more does she (laughs) want me to squeeze in this corner? Um, She goes, listen, we don't know you. We don't like you. Just stay in that corner. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? Like two seconds ago, you invited me in this overcapacity elevator anyways. (laughs) I accepted. You waited for the doors to close
1: to be rude. She's like, yeah, I was being nice. Yeah. And now? (laughs) Now that I got you. (laughs) It was just,
0: that was one of the things where you see people in such a weird way.
1: I can't laugh anymore. If I laugh anymore, man. I if you will got a cough, cough, it's fine because I don't yeah, think yeah. a cough
0: is a, is a symptom of corona. You have a cold uh, for sure,
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> for <laughs> no, sure. I swear to God, I don't.
0: You, man, you do. What symptoms of a cold do I have? You, you sweating? Wow, that's also a corona.
1: I literally just took the hottest shower. What do you mean, literally? World, man, like how? thirty minutes ago, forty minutes ago, forty minutes ago. Your well, skin like, has had
0: time to freaking acclimatize. Hundred
1: percent. You'll see me. This is why I don't like summer. <laughs> no, but you are a sweater though. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, you are. Um. Anyways. Side note, side, side, side note. This freaking, okay. Um, I joined, if you guys live in an apartment, okay, mm-hmm. or, or a, a townhouse complex where there's a, a home ownership board, okay. There's oftentimes a, um, a Facebook group for new messages that are going out to the residents. So I decided to join one for my building, which is a big complex. And it is full of people whining and complaining and bitching and i can't stand it i've just through this pandemic i've learned that boredom has caught hold on one second let me tell charlie one second (laughs) sorry (laughs) um boredom has caused people to start irrational drama yeah i've actually to be honest i've lost friends during this pandemic in such a bizarre way that i've never lost friends before interesting it was just based off of uh, their initial impulse. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting there thinking, how should I handle this situation? Impulse came into play. And unfortunately, friendships ended that way. Damn. And it's it's crazy. But I'm like, I, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to excuse that there's a pandemic for you to treat me like that.
1: We're done here. Wow. Um, also on the, so for me, I think, I feel like I've gained friends, like a lot of internet yes, friends. Yes, yes, yes. On, on the other side. Um, so... You know, one thing that I've really done, and I think a lot of people are doing this as well, but um I've done this like daily gratitude practice. Uh, mm-hmm. So I used to always do like a daily gratitude like journal. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm doing like this, like practice uh, through a sweet like um, organization in Toronto. It's called uh, Launchpad Artscape Um and 25 hour day, which is like a, uh, my friend Colin response owns it. And such a good gratitude practice daily, you know, one hour um, spent. About one hour. Yeah. So it's like 15 minutes. It's a 15 minute practice. And then a 45 minute kind of like, um, kind of like just diving into a topic. Um, it's you, really sweet.
0: Like, is it like meditating? Like, do you have to sit there with your own thoughts for 45 minutes?
1: No, no, no. It's not like some like BS or too fluffy thing. It's like 15 minutes of being grateful. And there's a whole gratitude practice uh, to it. And then 45 minutes, we go into like a quote and then we discuss the quote and you just like discuss with online people in Toronto, creatives in Toronto um, about, you know, just mental health and discussion and just like being better and how to be better. Okay. So it's Um, it's a class. Yeah. It's kind of like a session. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, Anyways, really good, really cool. And I think like more people now have time to do that stuff to like this time that we have, we can dive into our own selves. I think you see a lot of more people like exercising. Obviously those are the same, probably the same people that are like, Oh, I don't have time to exercise. Now there's Mm. literally like hundreds of people where they have to like shut down your street, like a a street in, uh, in Toronto.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not not really your street. It's a massive street. (laughs) (laughs) um, It's interesting you say that though, because fitness wise, it's completely stopped for me. I started playing a lot more tennis. Uh, because tennis was approved as a sport to play. So I went out and bought a tennis racket. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to do then. Um, I hate I, tennis. You hate tennis? Hate. Do you like hate. ping pong?
1: No, I hate tennis if you're a beginner, you know? And I'm Oh, 100%. But, I hate I, playing just, with beginners. Not that I'm like an amazing <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But playing with beginners is like you hit the ball and there's like, oops. And it goes like way to the left. And like, you're like, just
1: playing ball boy at that point. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I'm just chasing. Exactly. <laughs> um, you're a dog. You're a fetch. It's... it's I don't know. I, I've just seen a lot of different things happen. Yeah. Um, I would agree with you in terms of, I have made a lot more friends Mm. and, and not necessarily new friends. I've built old ones stronger Mm. because now it's like, it's not like I'm rushing out to go catch an Uber to go to a bar or to go to an event. I'm on my couch at night and I've got time. Yeah. So I'm listening. I'm talking to you. You're talking to me. Um. so in that sense it's been nice I've been able to talk to a lot of people the only time when it sucks is when people think you're only talking to them mm-hmm. you know what I mean like like a uh, like you're hitting on them or something yeah. or not, not even not even like that it's just like I think some people might get the wrong impression that <clears throat> oh my god Amara what have you done
1: Um, Bro. That that was quick transmission right there. Um, I'm using my own condom or (laughs) foam thing. (laughs) Like uh, mic, mic, mic foam. We are fully closed.
0: (laughs) There there is nothing
1: happening (laughs) with that. (laughs) We're back, baby. (laughs) Um yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah. I wanna just give a special shout out to the internet. Who has held it down, you know, the internet has held it down for all of us this year. Um, I think with coronavirus for sure, more importantly with Black Lives Matter, I think the internet has just been such a great resource and it's crazy, both. it's yeah, been both it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, now I was thinking about it. No, like, yeah. it,
0: it's been a, it's been an amazing resource for change, mm-hmm. but it's also been pretty brutal for the cancel culture that was developing massively and quick. These days you are guilty before proven innocent, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and that's a large part because the internet is so quick to break you down with a lack of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been amazing for change and building, uh, Petitions and stuff like that, and that's in regards to the Black Lives Matter to, yeah. to create movements and protests. In other things, you toss in boredom of a quarantine. Yeah, uh, people are going to start to be prying and digging and trying to cancel out of their own entertainment. And yeah. I've seen it happen to to creators where I'm like, you know, you're not leaving any room for someone to make a mistake. If we were to flip the the microscope on you, not you personally, but yeah. like this person. I guarantee you've done things that you are shaming others for hundred percent. And that's what drives me nuts about this cancel culture is like somebody will do something and say something. And I'm not talking at all in in terms of race because racism is not excusable at all in in other forms. Um, And the internet is so quick to be like, screw you. I hate you. And all this. And it's like, guys, like look at it from a human to human perspective. Why do you go out there with the intention of breaking down and destroying instead of listening and understanding what may have happened in that situation? Yeah, Everything's situational. Everybody that's listening right now, if there's something in your life that you've done that has caused regret or shame, look at it as what was the context and what was the situation? Mm-hmm. Were you in a bad place? Was the person triggering something in you? Was, were they a bully? Like, There's things to factor in. You can't just yeah. take it as, oh, you're the devil
1: yeah uh man can uh hmm. yeah
0: that's just this one the one way of looking at 100 percent. you are onto something though like the internet has been great for communication and spreading awareness yeah um i did a video when covid first came out of like how to stop panicking about coronavirus and some of the tips in there were and these were from psychologists i had researched these uh well, not that it took much research, but like stay off of Twitter. Yeah. Limit your social media time. We're in a world now where we've got unlimited time to go on social media. Whereas before we were distracted by, oh, we have to go here, we gotta go to this place. I gotta now you're at home and the distractions are harder than ever for those that aren't you're used to it. So you're consuming things on Twitter. Twitter is brutal, man. I stopped going on it after 10 p.m. every night because I'm like, I don't want to fill my head
1: with that. Yeah, man. That infinite scroll. I think. This is my own bullshit theory, BS theory, complete BS theory, uh, is, like, you get addicted when you do too much at once. So, like, any friends that I have that are smokers usually are addicted to smoking once they, you know, they're like, one day, you know what, I'm just going to smoke a whole pack today. I'm just going to try it, Mm -hmm. right? And they smoke a whole pack, and then I think that that's, like, when, like, addiction really starts. Like, minor addiction, obviously not, like, chemical and all that stuff, but, like, even things like Twitter or Instagram or things like when you're on Twitter for eight hours a day and you just find yourself and you're like, like you look back and you're like, what have I done today other than go on Twitter and just infinitely scroll. Yes. Yeah. That's when like it becomes like such a pattern in your head that like you need Twitter.
0: It's well, I mean, anything is habit forming. Yeah. I think the biggest sort of debate I've had with people is, oh no, I'm not addicted to weed. Not me personally, but like other people that might be smoking a lot of weed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think weed is addicting for people. I think it's the habits that you're forming well associating with it. 100. percent. So quarantine, like people may be doing that more. And it's like, why don't you try to distract yourself in other forms Mm -hmm. instead of going there? Oh, I'm not addicted. I can stop at any time. I'm not saying you're addicted, but I'm just saying there is a habit that is forming. Yeah. And this kind of goes into anything. If in your life you're struggling with, um, any habit habits are meant to be broken. They can be broken. Yeah. The way it happens is you have to slowly, um, stop doing whatever it is. And this, this could be with, with, um, COVID. Okay. Let's say every morning you wake up and you're panicking about the virus. It's now become a natural state of mind for you. Every time you wake up, we have to have a 10 minute panic session (laughs) What, what you have to do is start to distract yourself. And it usually, when, this, when you implement change, it gets worse before it gets better. Mm. So you'll start, it'll start to happen. You'll be like, no, 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 you know what? I'm going to go make breakfast. Distract yourself. You're going to try your best to not think about it. Sometimes it's going to feel like you're thinking about it more because you're trying to stop. But if you keep doing it, like watering a plant, if you keep doing mm. it, it's going to get to the point where you're like, oh, you know, I didn't even panic this morning. Now it's lunchtime. My panic is kind of starting to ha- It's like, now you've changed your pattern. But anything in life can be addicting because of a habit. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, in a weird way, I've handled coronavirus and COVID living and quarantine in a very beautiful way and a way more impressive way than I ever thought I would. Mm -hmm. Just coming from a guy with with nervous tendencies. Yeah. Um,
1: And an own entrepreneur and exactly because you can move at your speed. You know. Yeah. Nice.
0: I was supposed to travel and go all these places that all got canceled. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm home even more than I usually would have been over the last three months. Yeah. Look at the, the beauty of it. And I'm not saying Corona has been beautiful at all, but just follow me here in terms of living in a state where you're forced to stay home. It slowed down my life, which is what I needed. Yeah. It's allowed me to look at YouTube as not such a fast moving treadmill. I was under the impression you put something out. You got to keep going faster. Even this podcast. Yeah. I feel like it was getting at times where I'm like, okay, cool, let's do this, let's do this. I was like, it has
1: to be better, bigger, faster. faster. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Sometimes you have to just let things breathe and yeah. it happen. My bond with Charlie, and as corny as it may sound, has gotten <laughs> way better yeah. because him and I are with each other, man, some days at all times. Because yeah. I work at my kitchen table, I'll edit, <laughs> I'll look over, I'll take him for walks. We're with each other all the time. So, communication wise, he understands when I say stop, he stops now. Uh-huh. Like, that's just been
1: better. Um, And and we know, like, obviously, like, there's some, you know, many bad things that came out of COVID or whatever, like, you know. Oh, of course, absolutely. People lost jobs, I lost a job. But you can still reframe your mind. And I think this is what I do in this daily practice now. It's like, it's about reframing your mind to a positive state, right? Yes, you lost your job, Amar. That's cool. You got laid off. Cool. Um, You know, you have a home to go to. You could go to your parents' house and live there rent-free. Right. Uh, You have, you can now focus on your own stuff. You could do this. You could do that. Right. So um, like you're saying, I think it's all about reframing it into a positive mindset because then that's going to lead to growth. Right. That's going to.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. When something bad happens, it's the world or the universe. I don't even want to go into the universe type of talk, but it's something telling you change is now being forced on you. Yeah. You didn't implement it before. Now change is coming at you, whether you like it or not. And it sucks. But what those moments do is it makes you rearrange and you have no choice but to look at something differently. Mm. So there's a lot of people out there that I feel have developed self-care coping mechanisms through all of this because they were forced to. It was extremely uncomfortable at first. I get it. Yeah. But, but you had to deal with it. Otherwise, it was just going to be three months of pure panic. Damn. I know anxiety has gone through the roof like for, for people in general because of the, watching our world around us uh, dissolve into a bunch of closed stores, empty streets, um, odd, awkward interactions with friends, you know, mm-hmm. like it's hard, but, but those hard moments are what are kind of putting you through the fire to say, look, we need to change. We yeah. need to, we need to develop some sort of techniques here. And that's why those mo- moments are so beautiful. Like seriously, I, I like, no, hundred percent. I have learned so much about myself in the past two years um that I am so grateful for the hard times yeah. um, I got out of a, a relationship that was not a good one yeah um it just we weren't functioning well it was not a, a fun place to yeah. be and it's hard and it was hard for like nine ten months for me and it was kind of like okay let's let's look at it let's look at beat myself up I beat myself up for a long time and then it gets to the point where you're like I can keep doing the same thing and not changing and feeling the same shitty way or I could start to try to try to change something. Mm-hmm. Um the first part about change is that you have to want it. Yeah. You can't just be Yeah, you have to
1: take that ownership yourself. You have yeah. to, instead of they did this to me, I can do this, right? Yeah, a- like-
0: absolutely. There's a sense of uh, warm fuzzy feeling when you um are in this state of mind of just like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a victim thing. mentality. Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's like an addicting thing to feel and be in. Yeah. Um, when you fully want out and you want change of anything in your life that's happening in a bad way, you have to want it. So you yeah. have to be wanting to test the waters. I know for me, the biggest thing was I was like, I can't go on a date with another girl because I still miss this one. Yeah and i was like but i so want out of this feeling i'm going to do it and then i started going on dates with girls and it was like wow it's and that's literally all i needed was some sort of wow girls yeah wow they're amazing <laughs> it was, i just had to go on these dates and it, it really freed me from from this metaphorical handcuff of someone else yeah and it's man it it accelerated um, my process so much faster.
1: The process of like letting go. Of letting go
0: and moving on. And life is moving full on, yeah. of letting go and moving on. But it's not like you're letting go and never holding anything again. It's letting go so you have room to grab onto something else. 100%. So yeah, th- this, I don't know. I look around my house now and I've never loved my house more. I've got like pink slime hanging from the ceiling. I've got a designer oil drum to my left. Wow. It's become more of Dan's world in my head because I don't have... Uh, distractions
1: yo you said something to me like two months ago i think on a phone um where we were like i think it was maybe we were talking about girls but we were saying like how we do or we hold ourselves back from becoming the person we want to be because certain people are going to look at us in a different way if i'm trying to impress a girl yes i i don't want to do funny skits if yeah. because she might look at me as um, you know, just like goofball and not romantic or something. Exactly. Right? We have these ideas exactly. in our head and it's like so I think it goes hand in hand, like, you know, like you talking about your place being the place you want it to be, because I think you've kind of fallen into that that really good idea of No, I'm just gonna express myself in whichever way, and whoever holds on to that can hold on to that.
0: Absolutely. It, it, there's a lot there. That's that's totally true. I think that's also what played into it was, I, because you can't go out, you mm-hmm. can't go meet people. I was in this place of, okay, you know, I'm bored. I've got this job to entertain, so I am going to do these funny videos. These are things that I always put. I convinced myself were bad ideas that are dumb that are going to make girls look at me. I use girls because that was a big uh, catalyst for what was stopping me because I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want girls to like me, then I, I sort of have to be catered to what I think they're gonna like. Yeah, and by doing that, I put away so many of my quirks that make me Dan, that make me who I'm supposed to be. Yeah, and with this lockdown, because you can't really see people, girls for the first time in a long time haven't been my driving force of, of mm. specific things. So I went into Dan's world, which is. You know what? I wanted pink slime hanging from my ceiling. Let's do it. I want to do these funny videos. Let's do it. And I can tell you, I've never sort of interacted with more females. Yeah. Um, just based off of being my true authentic self. And it in my head, the calculation never so made sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be weirder or I'm gonna be more authentically me, which is weirder. Yeah. And somehow people are gonna like me more. It's because people, when they see you being authentic, they see you being you, there's a
1: different vibration about it and they are way more into it. It's the quickest way to just let someone's guard down is just be your authentic self. And that just gets an in with anyone. Right. And it's the it's the confidence behind being authentic. Yeah. You know, I think it's like it's one thing to just be authentic, but it's another to be confidently authentic, like really confident in your own skin and in your own feelings. And yeah, it's a It's cool to see your own kind of journey in the last two years or in how many ever years for anyone else to from kind of authentic, kind of not confident to really confident in my skin, authentically me.
0: I find that that's a natural path of progression is, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you're going off to university and college where you are so unauthentically yourself. I'm not speaking for everybody, but Um, it's because you're trying to fit in. You're trying to find a group. You're trying to understand what you love to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trial and error that eventually as you get older, you get to a like a part where you're like, I know what I like. I know who I am. And this is what I'm going to do. So I don't know. I, I, there's there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm so authentic. I'm so originally me. It's like, I don't know. Like, Hold people in a, in a different light. And when people say that, it's often because maybe they haven't. I don't know. And yeah, they think they have, but they haven't, but, but maybe they haven't. Um, I still don't think maybe but there, there's probably other things that are buried in me that I have to discover about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I recently only got full blown into the art world over the past two and a half years. I've always loved creating things my entire life. Even as a kid, I would go around the house making these little uh, concoctions of mixing a bunch of fluids <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd, I'd start with water or vinegar. I'd put in dish soap. I'd put in mustard. I'd go get some dirt from outside. I'd oh. mix it all up, and I'd just see what would be created. It's it's not necessarily the, the, the execution of it. Yeah.
1: How old were you when you did this? At 17. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay.
0: No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was like eight.
1: Okay, okay. So, yeah, this reminds me of like one day you go to like an all-you-can-eat buffet, and in the yes. end, you just all, mix it. you and your cousins just kind of <laughs> yeah, mix yeah. Weird And stuff then you're together. like, go drink, I <laughs> yeah, bet yeah. you. <laughs>
0: Uh, it was kind of like that, but it was more so the idea of what have we created from other things. Mm. And I've always been fascinated by that. So the past two years I've decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm not living at home where you're under this confinement. When you live at home, by the way, or, or, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. When you date somebody from high school and Mm. you start to get married to them, there's certain evolution processes that are being hindered again, only opinion. Mm little hot take here. This is a hot take, and I'm going to explain. Um, who I was in high school is not who I am today, mm. right? Um, when I am at my house with my family, it is not who the guy that I am naturally. Mm. It's because I grew up with these people that saw me in one specific way that if I put on a new shirt or new glasses or tried a little bit of an out there style, my family is the first to say, what is this? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> come on, who do you think you are? Because they know Dan from my whole life. Yeah, They haven't... They, there was no room to really explore and change because your family is the first to see you every day to say, "Yeah," to notice the change and call you out for it. Um, same with high school relationships. Yeah. when you're in high school, you guys meet under your high school umbrella of "This is who I am" and "This is who she is," and then you grow up, and any sort of change or evolution often is met with a fight of "Why did you start acting this way? Well, since when did this happen? Mm. Why are you changing?" there's natural the most change you're gonna have in your life is from like high uh high school to 30.
1: That happens all the time it's so true like
0: change is is consistent so when you're in a relationship that has known you from the start of this change it's really limiting from any other change because you have a force that's saying hey I'm noticing something hey Mm -hmm.
1: why are you acting this way they're they're challenging the change and it's not necessarily a bad thing you know. I remember in high school it was like um I don't know a guy who like wasn't like cool or anything like. Is it me? You're talking about no. Me. In high school, like <laughs> you'd consider him weird, right? Interesting. <clears throat> okay. Um, Let it out. <clears throat> Go ahead. Um, but yeah, in and and then one day he like you know I saw his girlfriend. I was like, bro, that is a a hot girlfriend. Like, do, do I know this person? No, no, no. It, a lot, maybe if my best friend's thinking he's like, is this me? No, no, no. Like this happens a lot. <laughs> happens. Just like, in every high school, this happens <laughs> like 10, 20, 30 times.
0: Because I think my first girlfriend was really attractive. And that was this one from high school too. So I'm like,
1: Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Answer. Like it happens a lot. That's all I'm saying. But uh what I'm saying is like then at like their part time job or at their full time job, they wheel the hottest girl in the world, right? And you're and it made me think I'm like, huh. Yeah, when you're in high school and you're in that mindset and you're in that umbrella, like you were saying, yeah, people are going to confine you to, oh, he's just a weird dude, right? right? But when you have a part-time job or when you do something else or you're going on a sport team, right? you get this really hot girlfriend and you're like, what happened here? And just because this person could be authentically themselves in playing soccer. And so when he goes in a co-ed league that's outside of school, he gets right. a hot girlfriend. Right. Right. But in school, when he's considered weird, you know,
0: Man, we have, we have talked about high school a lot. High school is, uh, happens in
1: university, in work, everywhere though.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Then
1: yeah, but- I'm just saying like the, the context of how people know you and how someone can know you differently somewhere else. Right. Like, yes, I think yes, yes. Is a strength for you to look at 100%. to see how, how you really can be different or more authentically yourself.
0: I hate when people look at what they do for fun or hobbies and categorize it as weird. First, I'm like, I'm so random. Oh my god, I'm such a crackhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that. <laughs> I hate yeah. that. It's yeah. like, yeah. why why are you categorizing something that you love to do as being bizarre? Yeah. Who said? Okay, let's. Just, I'm gonna point it out because I am guilty of this. Slime coming from your ceiling. Another hot take. Who said that is weird? Mm. Well, society says it's weird because you're supposed to have photos in the middle of your wall framed of <laughs> landscapes. Yeah. You're not supposed to have pink slime coming from the top of your ceiling. Yeah. But then I, I introduced a thought of why not? <laughs> Who said? Yeah, It could be cool. You know how many people have made this pink slime now because I freed that idea from my head and now they've got amazing pieces in their there. It's it. like you have to... Go down rabbit holes of things that you're suppressing mm. because that is where your gifts lie that could be developed quick. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to be in 10 years. And I love that. That freaks a lot of people out. But I love it because there's going to be another fun adventure on the horizon for me. That's yeah. a, it's a positive take. Um, if you're listening and you're into something that is obscure, I promise you it's not obscure. Yeah, You just haven't found the environment to surround yourself with that makes it normal. 100%. There's a lot of people. Um, there's there's a girl on Twitter, okay, and I follow her. She came to my meetup. She is so into theater productions, mm. and I have never really sort of seen people so enthused by theater productions. The actors who play them, and it, for me, it's so fun to see her find all these new discoveries and these new plays that she reenacts. I'm like, that's so fun for me to watch because it's like that's unique. The last thing I need is more people doing the renegade dance, trying to
1: be someone else (laughs) that they're not. Yeah. No, uniqueness is like a superpower, man. It really is. It's like, you know how everyone wants to be like the top 1% of people in like in success and money and whatever. But we, but most people follow a 98% mentality, right? you know,
0: because there's, there's years of experience there. Yeah, Like people, look, you want stability. You could follow a pretty straightforward path of a nine to five. Which thing, is amazing. Which is which is great. I'm not saying yeah. it's bad, but that has been played out. So you, you know what's going to happen. You know yeah. the outcome. As an entrepreneur, I could say that it, it is a very stressful position to be in because you don't know, but it's a choice. You don't know what's going to happen in two days. Yeah.
1: You're taking that risk to get that reward. Right. And the risk can break you down. The risk can... Play with your mentality. The risk can completely take away all your money. However, the reward that you're looking at is also great as well. Mm -hmm.
0: I guess uh, to end this topic is I challenge people to look at what they do on a day to day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying stop it, but I'm just saying, think about it and say, am I doing this because this is normal and this is what society appreciates? Or am I doing this because I actually love to do it? Yeah, you know,
1: I, I love that you say that. Like the challenge, I really think that should be more incorporated in our podcast of like actual action items for people to do. you know? like yeah, yeah. Uh, really challenge yourself, like you said, like to look at what I do, Is it okay, whatever, it's considered weird, whatever. but like is it something I actually love to do? And then also even maybe take a step forward or a, a further step and say, Um, you know, if you see someone doing something that is considered weird, but they obviously love it, um, just to throw them a comment of saying, Hey, this is really cool that you're doing this. Or catch your
0: judgment. Yeah. Catch your judgment when it happens. When you see somebody, I saw a guy on a unicycle yesterday. Okay. (laughs) And at first I'm just like, uh, well, first, honestly, I'm so deep into this now that I was like, Oh, that's freaking awesome. But I know that Dan before would have been like, my God,
1: what the hell? This guy's on yeah. a unicycle. You have a fedora to match? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's like.
0: <laughs> we all can do that. <laughs> you know, it's the easiest thing to do. It, it, it's it's such a cool thing. He was in like spandex bike gear and everything. And I'm oh, like, beautiful. this guy's <laughs> owning it. He doesn't care. He's riding a unicycle. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, the challenge, <laughs> I guess, is to catch judgment when you are criticizing someone for being who they authentically are um, and check your own self yeah. and say, Am I doing this activity or this task because society says I should? Do I have to film this workout for Instagram because society says that I should? Mm-hmm. Or am I doing this because I actually am interested in working out? Like, yeah. th- th- there's a lot of activities I guarantee in your life that you're going to look at and be like, I so badly want to do this, but ah, people are going to think I'm weird. Who cares? Yeah. And who ca- Weird is not a bad thing. Weird is not bad. Weird is not weird we we are all weird, but we're all living this sort of masked life of, yeah, no, for sure. It's been a great weekend. Just chill at home. It's like, yeah, they no, didn't. You actually had sex with a balloon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all to say what makes you weird is your superpower. <laughs> Sorry, I rooted there at the end. <laughs> um, but we have a, a whole lot more episodes we want to cover. Um, I know we said this off air, but we want to dedicate a whole episode to Black Lives Matter. We just want to do it in the best way, in a right way. Uh, so we're working on that. Hopefully, it'll be the uh, All next ones, episode. Yeah. yeah, I think um, so.
0: It's um, first off, it's not one that is going to be excused. We don't want you to think that it's not something on our radar and that we've neglected it intentionally. It is, it is the hottest topic right now because yeah. it's implementing some incredible change, and I hope the more comes from it. It is about, uh, these conversations can go in so many different directions. As we've seen on Twitter, they could be damaging, they could be shameful, but they could be full of education and change. And I think that's what we're trying to structure this as, is trying to find, well, tr- well first off, we want to get someone on that could talk about it in, in, in a non-negative way. Yeah. Like right?
1: positive, actionable change. Education. That is educational.
0: Yeah. Um. So I think that's definitely what what our our goal is for the next episode. Yeah. So
1: and so a lot of the reason actually we came back to this to even recording is we need to kind of use this like, you know, platform to to you, you know, we know what we like doing, which is positive change. Mm-hmm. Um and I I think uh this is a a topic that is very important and we need to focus on also positive change there too.
0: Yeah, I, just looking at the world, I felt we've made podcasts that were inspirational for people yeah and we sort of have ditched that in a time where a lot of people might need it most yeah uh, but for anybody out there that is still sort of stressed about covid like we're all going through it too it's a, a beautiful time to look at your life and look at others and um you you do you're not forced to live in a panic way mm-hmm. the media might tell you that you have to you don't Take i'm taking i'm respecting it i'm taking it serious but i'm not going to let it ruin my entire state of living through panic it doesn't help right so say it there you guys have it
1: (laughs) we're back baby
0: that's uh (laughs) that's episode 50 wow
1: of the uh uh, who would have thought you know uh, episode one that episode 50 would go anything like this about this topic. I was
0: expecting <laughs> to be like, are. episode 50, let's do some prank calls. Yeah. So we'll yeah, yeah. Not
1: being like, hey, the world's
0: <laughs> freaking out. From I have resin guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my house. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening, and for coming back. We are going to be back with more episodes. Uh, so stay tuned. Yeah. Love you guys.